Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hey everyone, Christina Simmons with Say Yes to Holiness here, and I want to highly encourage you to go to sayyestoholiness.com. It's just like it sounds, say yes, S-A-Y-Y-E-S, to T-O, holiness, H-O-L-I-N-E-S-S dot com. And cast your vote. Cast your vote for the book that I'm going to use for the summer online retreat. Getting ready to kick this off in the next couple of weeks. And as everyone is busy getting ready to perhaps head back to school or getting ready to go on that last summer vacation, I really encourage you to go to sayyestoholiness.com and cast your vote for the next book. And then let me know whether or not you want to be notified when it's getting ready to launch. You can do that in the same survey where you are putting your vote for what book I'm going to do. Finally, as a thank you for your time, your less than 30 seconds, I will send you a free gift. And you can select what that gift is also in the survey. So go vote now and look forward to speaking with all of you through the next online retreat soon. God bless. Hello, and welcome to episode 180. Can't believe I'm already beginning the 18th season. Of course, my seasons are 10 episodes long, um, but it's hard to imagine, but yet here we are. So, Uh, This last week in particular, uh, we celebrated the great feast of St. James the Apostle, James the Greater, and he is St. Santiago, San Santiago, and he is whose tomb my husband and I made pilgrimage to uh, by journeying on the Camino in Spain. And I thought that it would be appropriate to kind of, I've had some time to reflect and um, also wanted to, uh, you know, share some of those lessons a little bit more. So I thought it was appropriate to have a podcast entirely devoted to life as pilgrimage and sharing those lessons. So that's what I did. And I hope that you find this food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, that it will be food that will help you be able to continue on this journey towards holiness, and in a particular way for you to be able to discover that on this pilgrimage, the Christian life of pilgrimage from earth to heaven, that we're supposed to take as many as possible with us as we make this journey. So that's what I'm hoping this podcast will help me do and also help you do. So buckle up, enjoy, and see ya on the flip side.
Hey everyone, Christina Simmons from Say Yes to Holiness here with just a quick reminder to make sure to subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube or subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast. want to make sure that you get notified anytime a new episode drops. So thanks for your support and let's get to it. Our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet this week is going to be focusing upon the Camino, or more accurately, pilgrimage. This pilgrimage that we're making on our journey towards holiness, towards our eternal home in heaven. So kind of that theme throughout, and our food for the head comes from Thomas Merton. He says, the geographical pilgrimage is the symbolic acting out an inner journey. The inner journey is the interpolation of the meanings and signs of the outer pilgrimage. One can have one without the other. It is best to have both. So in this instance, it's so important for us to recognize two things. One, the importance of pilgrimage itself. A physical pilgrimage, as Thomas Merton is saying here, is simply a sign and is indicative of the meanings going on in the inner journey. And one can't have the other without one another. So it's something of where, you know, you can do a pilgrimage physically and you can do that inner journey. And they can be separate but it's best to have both. And this is why anytime that we go on pilgrimage, like my husband and I, we did um, back at the end of May, beginning of June, um, when we did the Camino and we went to Santiago. And in fact, the Feast of St. James was this, this week. And I kind of longingly was thinking about the fact of what a party Santiago was having. Um, it was quite the party when we were there because it was the Feast of Corpus Christi as it was that weekend. But even so, even bigger, even better. And the fact is, is that when we make pilgrimage, when we are intentional about thinking about making pilgrimage, and we understand that our life is a pilgrimage, then our perception shifts and you start to have eyes to see and ears to hear, which is what Jesus has been talking about in the Gospels over and over again over the last several weeks. And the fact is, is that when we have an eternal perspective, when we recognize and understand that what is going on today is important because it's helping us along the journey, it's helping us to continue on our pilgrimage towards our eternal home, when we recognize that, then what happens is that the present, the trials, the tribulations, the frustrations, all of that, it doesn't go away, but it reduces in its significance. In other words, we don't get all caught up in it. And this is important for us, and this is why it's food for the head. It's important for us to remember this so that we don't get caught up in all the stuff that's going on around us. We're able to recognize that these are just thorns or 
The sun is really scorching right now and we have to dig our roots deep. We have to be good soil. We have to receive the graces, the seed of the word and also of God's graces in the sacraments in order to nourish us and help us be able to continue on this pilgrimage. The geographical pilgrimage, so like when I was walking, I was biking the Camino, but when we were doing the Camino, geographically moving from place to place and place to place and place to place for that two and a half weeks was a way to signal to the inner life, my inner journey, that I needed to be attentive to what was going on today and just entering fully into today and embracing the moment, the present moment, so that my journey could be enriched both interiorly and exteriorly because I was appreciative of the different places that I was each day. I was open to what were the experiences, what were the people that I was meeting, what was going on exteriorly as I was going from place to place, and that impacted the inner journey. It impacted the inner journey because what was happening outside of me on the outer pilgrimage became signs to me and meanings to me interiorly. So like in other, um, you know, podcasts and YouTube uh, live videos, I've talked about at different times about some of the lessons that came to me from the Camino. And one of the biggest, of course, was the fact that God will provide what you need, not necessarily what you want. And that's a very difficult one for all of us. But for me, I know that I need to grow in trust. I know that I need to set aside my plan for how things should go and instead be open and embrace the plan that God presents before me. So this is one of those meanings. The sign on the pilgrimage exteriorly was God doing exactly that. He provided what we needed when we needed it. And interiorly, the meaning was, our Lord, he loves me, and He'll and he's caring for me. He hasn't forgotten about me, and he's caring for every single little detail that I don't even know needs to be tended to yet. This is the depth of the love, and this is how a physical pilgrimage can help us deepen our awareness and in also receive those instructions that our Lord desires to give us for where it is and how it is that he desires for us to live. And then recognitions. How is it that I'm recognizing where our Lord is working and what it is that he's trying to speak to me? Because our Lord is always speaking to us. Anytime someone says, oh, I don't hear God's voice. I, I'm like, yes, you do. You just don't recognize it as such. This is where ears to hear and eyes to see comes into play. And making a pilgrimage, be it the Camino or be it going down the street to your church and being intentional about spending time with our Lord, 
if you make pilgrimage, then our Lord is going to be present. He's going to help you continue that inner journey so that when it's time for you and I, hopefully to go home for all eternity to be with him, then we're ready. Our food for the heart comes from author Paolo Coelho. And he writes, Life is a long pilgrimage from fear to love. Why is this food for the heart? Because so often, as we're making our pilgrimage, as we're making our journey through life, we are living out of fear. We're not living out of love. Do not be afraid is the most spoken phrase throughout all of scripture. Be not afraid, says the angel be not, you know to Mary be not afraid says Jesus when he comes to them after you know after the resurrection be not afraid be not afraid be not afraid so often we are afraid aren't we and i toss myself into that boat there's a lot of things that can make you doubt god's love and can make you doubt and not trust and when we don't trust it's because we're afraid. Think about that. When we do not trust, it's because we're afraid. So if we don't trust our neighbor or we don't trust the person that we run into on the street, if we don't trust, then we're acting out of fear. And our life is designed to help us Move on the pilgrimage from fear to love. Just as Jesus loved, Jesus could have been afraid of the soldiers when they showed up in the Garden of Gethsemane. He even knew what was coming. He didn't suspect. He knew what was coming. But the fact was is that he responded out of love. In fact, in, I believe it's the Gospel of John, where Peter pulls out his sword, cuts off the ear of one of the soldiers, and Jesus tells Peter to put his sword away, and then he heals the servant. He heals the um, the guard who came one of the one of the soldiers who came to uh, came to arrest him. Jesus responded not in fear, but in love. We too are to be doing this in our life. We're to be living in trust and in love now you might be going christina come on that is not a that's not realistic you get you know you got to protect yourself you got to be prudent you got to you know you, you can't just trust anybody and totally agree said the word prudent and prudence is huge this is why we have to grow in our capacity of prudence and the other virtues so that that way we can trust prudently. Now, trusting God, why wouldn't we trust God? God has cared for us. He's, he's caring for us right in this moment. You're breathing, I'm breathing as we're, you know, as I'm doing the podcast and you're listening to it. We're alive. We're breathing. God is responsible for that. So we should trust God. When we don't trust him, 
then we're afraid and we're not able to love. We're not able to love him. We're not able to say yes and to serve as Mary did. Mary should have been absolutely scared out of her mind when Gabriel showed up. Just having an angel show up to begin with was probably a pretty frightening thing. But the fact is, is that she knew of God's love and there was no reason for her to be afraid because she knew of God's care for her. So when, when Gabriel said, Hail Mary, full of grace, whatever hesitation that she might have had went by the wayside. Why? Because Gabriel won. He identified himself by saying, Hail, full of grace. He recognized who she was, and that knowledge could only come from God. Now, she was a little troubled by the whole thing about full of grace because she's looking at herself and going, no, that's only, that's only God. Any grace I have is his. But the fact is, is that she responded out of love. We have to do that again and again and again, even when we get hurt or especially when we get hurt. That doesn't mean that we trust someone who is toxic for us, who is intentionally trying to hurt us. That's not what I'm talking about. Again, prudence. Being able to spend time in God's presence and be given his wisdom and his knowledge. All of these things ensure that we are able to trust rightly. Because we have him first and then he allows us to love and this allows us to set aside that fear. Courage is simply being afraid and acting properly anyway. You know, so soldiers who are have been given medals of honor and have done courageous things and they've been recognized for such, time and time again when people ask them, how did you have the courage to do this? And they said, I just did what I knew needed to be done. This is the essence of pilgrimage. This is the essence of our life. Being a disciple of Christ means that we just do what it is that needs to be done. And as we do that, we will find that there's less of fear and a lot more of love. Our food for the hands comes from Ernest Kurtz. He writes, a journey becomes a pilgrimage as we discover day by day that the distance traveled is less important than the experience gained. This is why I brought up the whole reality that a pilgrimage can be like going to Spain and you know doing the Camino like, like my husband and I did. Or it can be just with an intentionality of you set out from your home and you go to your church, local church, and spend time with Jesus. You're making pilgrimage. What we have to do is that we have to be intentional. We have to think it, and then we have to do it. Think and do. Intentionality and the doing. This is why this is food for the hands. Is because... When we realize that it's not about going to some far off place, but rather 
It's more important about the experience that is being gained rather than how far did we travel to get it. The experience that we gain of who God is, of who we are in relation to him, of who those who have been placed in our lives are in relation to God and to us, and our mandate to love them as we love God. These are the experiences. And they can be and they can be happening in our backyard as much as they can be happening in Spain. What we have to remember is that the distance traveled is less important than the experience gained. This is also how God works when it comes to making sacrifice. We don't have to go and come up with some grandiose sacrifice. We don't have to come up with some, uh, you know, huge penance, for example, in order to be able to receive the experience and the grace that God desires to give us. That sacrifice could be something as simple as rolling up out of bed in the morning in order to get your child out of the door uh, to a 7.30 a.m. class that he's got to travel an hour and 15 minutes to. Yes, I'm speaking from experience right now. So the summer has been exactly that. Rolling out of bed at 5.40 in the morning, making sure that he's up and he's going so that that way he's to class on time. Now, do I stay up? No, I go and lay on the couch for about another half an hour and then I get up. But the fact still is, is that that is a sacrifice. And that is something that God works through those type of sacrifices, those small little things that we don't like, can't change, didn't choose, and don't understand. And when we respond in love, especially when we love others through our actions, then we are doing God's will. Then we are on pilgrimage because we are allowing God to continue to transform us through what's going on in our life. Again, the meanings and the signs of what is going on around us is the way that we're able to continue on pilgrimage interiorly. So continue to do that. And remember, it's not about the grandiose big thing that you do, even though they're great. You know, I invite you go in and go and walk the Camino, whichever of the routes that you want to walk. It is a marvelous experience. And getting out of the normal day-to-day is a beautiful way to be able to give sign to your heart and mind and soul the fact that, hey, we need to be attentive. We need to reprioritize. And that was the other big lesson you know, that came from the pilgrimage, from the Camino, was the fact of it's so easy to let the wrong things take priority in your life. It's so easy to get so caught up in the task or the thing that has to be done that we forget that it's about the people. We forget that it's about the person who is right in front of us or the people that we are with, we forget. We get so focused on the wrong things. We don't prioritize God, people, and then ourselves. Instead, we prioritize success 
and achievement and uh, you know possessions and experiences going on a you know a trip to a foreign country you know becomes more important than spending time with family and I'm not saying that's a bad thing there's a time and a place but we can't be constantly not going and spending time because we want the new experience what we're doing in that sense is that we're chasing after something rather than finding all of what is already present before us and what is present before us is God in his goodness God and his truth God and his beauty all around us it's right there for us to discover for those of us who have eyes to see and ears to hear our food for the feet comes from Patricia Hample. She writes, The paradox, there can be no pilgrimage without a destination, but the destination is also not the real point of the endeavor. Not the destination, but the willingness to wander in pursuit characterizes pilgrimage. Willingness to hear the tales along the way to make the casual choices of travel, to acquiesce even to boredom. That's pilgrimage, a mind full of journey. So much of what Patricia talks about just brought back so much from the Camino, particularly another lesson of the Camino, and that was everyone has a story that is worth hearing. Everyone has a story worth telling. And we have to encourage people to tell their stories. And we have to be willing to listen to them. It's not all about us. Um, and the fact is, is that we have to be willing. We have to make that choice. We have to trust that our time is being well spent by listening to the tales along the way. By making the casual choices to stay another day in a location or to go a little farther uh, with someone than we might have um, or to even quote be bored uh, to not really have anything to do other than to just be present i remember there was one day um, that uh, paul and i we had gotten to where we were supposed to go that day, and huge rainstorm came in after we got there, praise God. Um, but it was something of where most of the seating, it was a really small place, and most of the seating was like outside, and there was only like a couple of tables that were covered. So there really wasn't any place to kind of go and to hang out. Um, it was just, you know, in our room, and our room was very simple. It was a very simple alberge, uh, dormitory, uh, you know, uh, space was right across from us. We had a, you know, private room, um, but there wasn't anything to do, uh, per se. And so uh, what we ended up doing, uh, they actually had a TV in the room. And so we ended up just watching an old Chicago Fire uh, episode with Spanish you know, dubbed in, and we, we're just busting out laughing, and we remember that 
not because we're of the Chicago Fire episode being great, uh, but rather because of the time spent together. And watching TV, whatever, you know, that tends not to be a good, you know, activity to do together. But it was because we're kind of going, what do you think they just said? You know, so we're actually interacting more with each other than we were with, with the TV show. But my point still is this, is that even in those moments where it appears that there's boredom, that you're bored, you just saying yes, acquiescing to the possible boredom you might experience, that in itself is a part of pilgrimage, of accepting whatever comes. And this is the essence of food for the feet. It's the essence of embarking upon the journey of where you know where you're going, but where we're going is not really the point. The point is about the going together. The point is about being transformed and in union with God. This is what we're about and is about recognizing in our willingness to say yes to those who are on the journey with us and also about saying yes to our own story and sharing it with others. This is the essence of pilgrimage, to have your mind full of the journey, knowing that you have a destination, but the destination isn't the point. The point is the unity, the trust and the unity, the communion that you have with one another and with God along the way. When we do this, then we will find that our life is one that is full of goodness. It's full of truth. It's full of beauty. In other words, it's full of all the things that Jesus speaks to us about, and our lives bear fruit a hundred and sixty and thirtyfold. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from the conversation today? Well, one of the first things is I was talking about fear and love and the fact that our journey is about becoming more capable of loving. But in order to do that, we have to address how present fear is in our life. Sometimes we are doing things and we don't even realize that we're making our decision um, rooted in fear rather than rooted in love. So what I challenge you to do is resolve to examine whether or not you've set aside a goal, a project, or a decision out of fear. And if so, resolve to take one more step closer to pursuing that goal or finishing that project or making a decision by loving more. Another resolution is, and this is kind of tied to the one that I just shared, you know, when you examine whether or not there's fear in your life, also set aside time to reflect on this last month and ask yourself those three great questions. What have I learned? What am I searching for? 
And what lesson have I been taught about life? Spend the time and reflect. And that's a beautiful resolution. Go to a holy hour, spend a half a day, go for a walk in the woods, but be intentional and set aside time to do that. Finally, one of the greatest things that we can do is share on the way. And hearing tales along the way is a huge part of the human experience. Us being able to share our own story, but then also listening and being the receiver of story is an encouraging thing for us to do for ourselves, but then also for others. So what I invite you to do is resolve to spend time with an older family member or someone who's been a mentor. Uh, it could be a former teacher or uh, someone that you really very much respect, but go and spend time and listen. Ask them to share some of their favorite experiences, but make sure that you are spending that time and you're listening to the tales along the way. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.